It's that time of the year again, folks. Hacktoberfest, where we encourage you to participate in the open source community by contributing and celebrate your achievements with cool swag. My name is Josh Wolf. I'm a developer advocate at Kamunda, and this is the Kamunda Nation podcast, Hacktoberfest edition. Kamunda's Hacktoberfest program is organized by our DevRel program manager, Danielle Andrist. Our technical community builder, Rin Oliver, sat down virtually to talk with Danielle about all things Hacktoberfest 2021. Crossing over to them in three, two, one. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me. It's great to have you here. Can you start us off by walking through what you do here at Kamunda and how does that day-to-day work influence you when it comes to planning things like Hacktoberfest? Sure. So I am the Developer Relations Program Manager at Kamunda and my day-to-day work falls into a couple of different categories. First is I support the DevRel team in supporting the community. So ultimately I try to get as much off the plates of the developer advocates and the community managers so that they can focus on interfacing with the community and spending their time there instead of taking care of shipping swag and keeping their speaker bios up to date with the marketing team and things like that. I also manage our CRMs and our contact data, and I try to keep our team working as efficiently as possible. Second category that my work falls into is metric collection from community member insights, like how many people are in the forums or how many people are active on our Slack workspaces to collecting open source download numbers, which let me tell you, is not an easy task. (laughs) I take all of this data and try to communicate it back to the company so that everyone can see how engaged our community is and how many people are using the community editions of our product. In this way, I'm trying to help communicate the the value of developer relations to the company at large so that we can in turn advocate for the community in behalf of the open source community. This isn't a hard task at Kamunda, thankfully. All the way up the top, we're very committed to open source. So um, we're very fortunate here at Kamunda to have support from everyone. So the last category that my work falls into is creating, running, or helping others run programs. So this includes Hacktoberfest, of course, but it also includes our Kamunda for Common Good program, our champion program, and more to come in the future. That's awesome. So how does that work impact when you're undertaking things like Hacktoberfest? And what's something that you like about Hacktoberfest from your perspective? I am constantly amazed by our community at Kamunda, but the open source community at large and the people who can demonstrate their passion for open source projects by creating awesome tools and extensions and plugins that they just put out there for others to use. I think that that's an amazing part of Hacktoberfest, and I love watching that part of it personally. From my perspective on Hacktoberfest, I approach it much more from an organizational standpoint of how to get our company involved, how to get our internal employees involved, and then how to get our community members involved. Absolutely. So you and I spent a lot of time this quarter collaborating around all things Hacktoberfest, which was awesome, by the way. As someone that comes from a documentation and contributor experience-related background through working with you, I myself found a renewed interest in improving the contributor experience and documentation for those from all backgrounds. What's something you'd like to pass on to those who come from those backgrounds that aren't strictly programming-related to encourage them to get involved in Hacktoberfest? Yeah, so as you know, I'm not very technical. I'm not a coder, uh, but you showed me 
how easy it is to make changes to repos on GitHub. And there are so many repositories that could benefit from better documentation, which is something that you don't need to be able to code for. And just, you know, small fixes to large fixes to translating into different languages. There's there's so many amazing ways that folks who are not as technical can contribute to open source and during Hacktoberfest. I totally agree. And how do you think people can get started with open source if they come from backgrounds such as ours? Are there any suggestions you have for open source communities like the Windows that participate in Hacktoberfest that we can take on board and other companies might take on board to make their communities more welcoming of newcomers? I think that communication is key. Having clear contribution guidelines, having readmes that clearly explain what you're looking for, what your goals are with your project, how people can get involved, if there's anything important that they need to know, like clearly delineate that and explain that in your your documentation on your organization or your repository and making use of labels, making sure that people can find what they're looking for easily. So in terms of Hacktoberfest, using the Hacktoberfest label or good first issue, things like that to make it easy for people to find what they're looking for and to help you. Absolutely. What's something that you think you'd like to learn if in terms of evolving Hacktoberfest for next year? Or do you think that we're gonna see, I know we were hoping to eventually work on some interesting Hacktoberfest adjacent related projects in the next year, maybe, Eric Munda, maybe, maybe, nothing set in stone. So I was wondering what you'd like to see happen there. And if there was anything on your bucket list that you'd like to see come about. I would love to see the Komunda Community Hub get more involved. As you know, or if you visited our landing page this year, we are putting the spotlight on the Community Hub. And I really think that that's, that's the future for us is repositories made by the community members for community members and really creating a self-sustaining environment there in terms of contributors and extensions and, and all kinds of cool projects. Totally. That's something that's on my list too, is to really highlight that next year and to really bring that to the forefront and make that community a lot more self-sustainable and make it so that it's able to be governed in its own way and by the community for the community is one of my key tenants of what I do here too. So I am I am totally on board with this. What's something you'd like to see Hacktoberfest continue to do in the future and how would you like to see programs like this continue to evolve in general? Yeah, so one of the cool things that I think I think it's cool that DigitalOcean is doing this year, and I think they started it last year, is allowing people to opt out of getting the traditional swag, a t-shirt. Um, you can choose to plant a tree rather than receiving a t-shirt in an effort to reduce carbon emissions. And I absolutely love that. And I think that I, I would love to see other companies, including Kamunda, commit to that more and offer options such as planting trees or donating charities or doing something that's not receiving physical swag, especially if you're shipping, you know, worldwide, that's like planes emit, you know, so much, <laughs> so much like carbon footprint. So if you could instead plant trees or donate to charities, like I said, and that's something that I would love to work on for 2022 for us personally here at Kamunda, um, stay tuned. That's still in the works, but I'm hoping it's something we can implement. Absolutely. And I've actually seen events use those would have been physical swag proceeds to actually create diversity scholarships and offer those to their community. That's something that I would like to see not only us, but companies keep in mind also is to use that money that would have been sent to ship something to somewhere 
to go for to set up diversity scholarships for people in the community that wouldn't otherwise be able to get to your event because some tech events are exorbitantly expensive. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't know that, but I will be looking into that. That's a really cool program. As a um, quick reminder here, we're actually going to speak to the host of the show, Josh. And Josh, thank you for joining me. This is a two-parter kind of show. We're going to mix and mingle and get to talk to two amazing Kamundos today. So Josh, could you walk me through a little bit of what you do at Kamundo and how your day-to-day work influences your work on projects like Hacktoberfest? Sure. I'm a developer advocate at Kamundo, which means that I, it's kind of two-sided. I, I advocate for our technologies and services to developers from Kamunda to developers. And then I also advocate for developers to engineering and product management in Kamunda, you know, bringing, bringing feedback from the community inside Kamunda and then taking technology from Kamunda outside to developers. So I kind of think of myself like Prometheus, you know, bringing fire from the gods to the earth in both directions. I love it. That's perfection. What's something that you find the most interesting about Hacktoberfest and how it's evolved over the years? Well, I think Hacktoberfest is a great kind of like lightning rod for people to get involved in contributing. Like the opportunity to contribute to open source is there year round, but Hacktoberfest is where we kind of create a a conversation around it, you know, raise people's awareness, create more opportunities and more of a sense of like, hey, get involved incentives even you know swag you can get some cool swag uh, and how it's evolved over the years well i stumbled upon hacktoberfest a few years ago where they said like i just found this DigitalOcean thing and it said get a free t-shirt by contributing to open source and all you had to do then was just authenticate with your github account and then it would automatically you know based on your contribution send you a t-shirt and i was doing quite a bit of contributing to open source at the time and i just within two days had um completed the thing and i hadn't even thought of it just from like incidental and it was basically doing things like fixing the installation instructions in a readme file for a project somewhere you know missing step or some kind of grammatical error or an installation script that was missing a step i just add you know fixed it and then just submitted PRs for stuff. It was so easy. It was kind of the way I thought of it, it was kind of like being a good citizen of open source because I was using so much open source. And it was kind of like, just like you're walking down the street and you see a a can or a candy wrapper on the ground and you just pick it up and put it in the bin. You know, it's just like tidying things up, keeping things, you know, upkeep and making the world a better place with small incremental contributions. And so I got my Hacktoberfest t-shirt and that was really cool. Then last year, there was kind of like this people that had sort of got into like gaming the system. Like, here's how you can like make a ridiculous pull request by like putting a a full stop and then removing it or like adding a space. And then, you know, it was all about how you could get the T-shirt without doing the actual work. Exactly. And that kind of subverts the whole premise of the whole thing, you know? Totally. I mean, the other thing about it is that who cares about the t-shirt really me, but apart from the t-shirt, there's also just, I was a technical recruiter for three years, recruiting developers, Brisbane. So I would actually go and have a look at people's GitHub contribution graph 
and have a sense of it. And then I would often say to people, especially if they were coming out of university and looking for their first job, here's how you can build your profile and your reputation in the community is by contributing to open source. And then people would say things like, oh, but, you know, just by looking at someone's GitHub contribution graph, you can't tell how, how much quality there is to that. They might be just doing spam commits and stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay, you kind of missed the point because as a recruiter, when I'm going in to look at your GitHub contribution graph, I don't really care so much about like, you know, there's hundreds of these commits and stuff. I'm going to go into actually a few of these and I'm going to look at the interactions. And I don't really care about your code. I'm not going to read through everybody's code in detail analyzing it. Sometimes I might, even just for my own fun. But what I'm looking for is what other people say about your code. You know, how other people interact with your, if someone says, hey, this is a great contribution, thanks for making this, and then merges your pull request, then I'm going to be like, thumbs up. I won't even look at the code because the maintainer of the project, who knows, looked at your code and then accepted it. So it's like social proof, you know? And so just dumping, dumping code onto GitHub, like here's my university project, you know, with like 60 files with all the stuff in it. Nobody has time to read that, but it's social proof when you submit something to a project and then the maintainer of the project, who is the expert, says, this is great. Thank you so much. You look at that and you go, this is the kind of person that we would like to have working with our company. You know, they work well with other people. They write code that's recognized by, you know, the experts in the field and they're a team player. It's like, boom, winning all across the board. That's why I think doing Hacktoberfest and doing it the right way, you know, in the spirit of like open source collaboration is going to be far more valuable than sitting at home and doing like, you know, technical challenges and Udemy courses, that kind of stuff. Those are great, but Hacktoberfest is your opportunity to get out there and mix it up with people because that's what software development, you know, as a career is going to look like. So I think Hacktoberfest, invaluable for university students, people getting started at, you know, people who want to build their reputational career, all kinds of stuff. It's also a great way to explore and experiment with different projects and different teams that work on projects to get a sense of what it might be like to work with them. That is very true. Absolutely. That's a long, long answer. No, but it's a great answer. I agree completely. How do you think that people can get started contributing to open source, especially if they're like me and they come from that non-traditional background? Do you have suggestions for them in how to participate in Hacktoberfest? How do they find those communities that are taking on board beginners to make those? And how can those communities be more welcome of newcomers? What can they do? I mean, you basically go on GitHub and just find anything that you're interested in. Yeah, that's what I did. I found something that interests me and I started making pull requests. Yeah, I found Kubernetes and that was that. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you are um, using open source, which if you're programming or using technology these days, you know, you pretty much are. But you can just go on to GitHub and just search for anything. I mean, if you're in the if you're already using Komunda, then there are a bunch of Komunda projects. You know, this is Komunda Community Hub. Yes, indeed. Go to the community hub. Yeah, you could go to GitHub Trending, find something, or I think it's just like, it's, it's whatever you're using, really. 
you just go onto GitHub and whatever you're using. So if you're using Komunda, you know, okay, I'm um, contribute to this. It's in your day in, in your day job when you're working with something, some tool or something. If you notice some edge, you know, that's like, you know what? It would be nice if it did this. It could even be that, right? Like you have a, re- a feature request or some feedback and you go into the GitHub issues and just put it in there. Hey, it would be nice if it did this or I noticed that. To me, it's really about making the world a better place. You might even have a crack at implementing it yourself. The very first pull request that I ever did, well, I might have done ones before this, but I remember this one because I got a free t-shirt. It was crazy. It was um, way back when, I don't know, mid-2000s or something. I can't even remember when it was, but it was Meteor framework, the JS framework. And I, I patched something in the Bash installation script. Like There was something that didn't quite work. And I was like, oh, it'd be good if, that, if this was fixed. And I was like, oh, well, I can fix this. It's small. It's easy. I submitted the patch. And then they merged it. And then they asked me for my address. And then they sent me a t-shirt. I couldn't believe it. I got this free t-shirt. I got the recognition that I so richly deserve, you know? So I would I wear that t-shirt, you know, every meetup, whatever. And Meteor wasn't very popular at the time. And people were like, oh, where'd you get that? Uh, what is it? What is that? And I'm like, oh, well, what? This, this or nothing, just a t-shirt that I got for contributing to open source. Exactly. Yeah. So I can't even remember what the question was. Yeah, that's okay. I love this. This is great. For something like Hacktoberfest, how do you want to see programs like this evolve? What can they do to improve in the future? I know that Hacktoberfest has taken a lot of improvements in terms of combating spam PRs for maintainers so they're not having to deal with thousands upon thousands of like things where they're like added a comma and so nobody has to deal with that but how do you see these evolving say three four five years down the line here's the thing and this is the answer to the first question how can you make it a great experience for people is responding to their prs and what the spam prs can do is make it very difficult for maintainers to respond to people's PRs. There's a feedback loop that happens when you, sub- when you contribute to open source and you get some feedback from the project that you contributed to. And there's like a virtuous loop where you contribute something, you get some feedback from someone, you get your PR merged, and then, you know, like ultimately you get a t-shirt or something like that. That's pretty cool too. And then if you put a PR into a project and it just sits there and they never get back to you, you just lose all of your enthusiasm. You're like, you know, what was the point of that? Like nobody gave me any feedback on it. It didn't get merged. I didn't get any recognition. I didn't get any sense that what I did was worthwhile. And then people will give up. So the spam PRs, when people do that kind of stuff to game the system, they they reduce that that feedback loop. And when I was like, evaluating open source projects for you know inclusion in our tech stack which one are we going to use which which one are we going to go with the amount of time it took like how quickly do people in this project get back do my prs that i contribute get merged into the project you know quickly and there was komunda and there was another open source competitor komunda you know, the engineers, the maintainers would get back really quickly to issues. They would merge pull requests quickly. And the other one, they just sat there for a long time. And I was like, I don't think I can work with this other one. I, I can't rely that the things will get merged. 
Whereas with the Kamunda, the ZB one, like these guys are on their toes. My my work is um, valued and gets in there. So we went with that one in the end. This is before I was working at Kamunda. So in terms of how things evolve over time, it's it's kind of tough with the spam PRs coming in. And the ones where it was just like the full stops and the spaces, they were really obvious. But then there are some other ones where something will happen like someone will submit a reasonably, you know, a reasonable kind of PR, but it will require some work to get it over the line. But then they just kind of walk away from it. And you're left with this, um, it's kind of like we have a, a cat, you know, and then sometimes he'll like bring a rat and, or a mouse and drop it at the door, you know? And, and it's like, what do I do with this? But what you don't know is that they're actually just trying to feed you. They think you're a terrible hunter and they care about you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's kind of like, what do I do with this though? Because I don't like to, to eat this. I don't know. The analogy kind of like starts to get a little bit strained there, I think. But it's when, the, when someone makes a contribution and it's not a spam contribution. It's actually like, they're like, okay, you know, here's something that is useful or or I'll fix this. But now what they've done is they've kind of half done the PR. What I think you can do in that case, if it's half done, and what I'd like to see more people do is say, okay, this is half done and you almost got there. So what we can do is merge what you did, but what we need you to do is open an issue to tell somebody how to do the rest. Yeah. Like here's what was missing. Well, sometimes the, the PR comes in and the person doesn't actually know. So I think, yeah, and they just tried, and that's fine. You can try, and it's okay to try. Yeah. But on the other hand, if you're going to just try, say, this is how far I got. I've opened a new issue. Make it in your PR for someone that wants to pick up the rest of the work. Yeah. And so I think that for Hacktoberfest, you know, where the focus is on like um, sparking and inspiring and supporting contributions, that projects really need to dedicate some engineering time. If they're going to participate, they're going to have to accept that this can happen. And in order to create that virtuous feedback loop, it's kind of like we got to allocate some time to triaging and then helping do that lift, you know, on these PRs. It's not that we're just going to have free work. Like people are just going to come and, and, you know, work on our code base for free. It's like, yeah, there's going to be some of that. And then there's going to be some people who are like, I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, I'm having a crack at it. I'm trying here. And it's kind of like mentoring and supporting because it's a, it's a two-way street, you know, we get free pe- people, uh, you know, committing to our code. Okay. But also the engine, it, it goes the other way that, you know, we're mentoring these people, we're investing in them as people and their skills and their ability, you know, to lift them up. And so we're lifting, lifting the community. The community's lifting the code base. The maintainers and contributors are lifting the community and everyone goes up together. I actually had somebody message me, speaking of mentoring the other day, I met them at KubeCon Europe 2021 and I actually assisted them in finding some African communities. And they asked me in like, how do I get a better job? And I'm from Nigeria and I want to get started in tech. And later that month, they got into the Linux Foundation and they worked on an image vulnerability scanner for the Kubernetes Working Group Policy CRD. And they completed the program and that's super cool. I'm like, yay. Yeah, that's awesome. Nigeria. Isn't it? I was like, that is so cool. Yeah. It's like, I actually, um, they replied for one of the roles we have opening at Kamunda, fingers crossed. Oh, really? 
Are they yeah, still they based in Nigeria? I don't actually know. I'm. They might be. I don't know. I spoke at yeah. a conference in Nigeria. I've never been. What's like, it like? I've never been there. It was this one was online. Oh, it was virtual it was during the time oh. of COVID. Yeah. Was it fun? It sounds like it would be fun. It was awesome. The energy, the hustle, the entrepreneurship. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. Really cool. Actually, New Zealand did me a huge favor the other day. They actually, um, I spoke at that conference and was about getting youth and teens in New Zealand into open source. And um, it was about Kubernetes. And they actually um, sent me over a Raspberry Pi 400 to say thank you. So I'm going to get to make some cool stuff about that and see what I can hack. For the spirit of Hacktoberfest, going to make some fun stuff on my new Raspberry Pi. Awesome. It was, was it a Raspberry Pi 400 keyboard it or with sure a keyboard? Is. It's the keyboard. It's the one that's built in. It's a it's keyboard. It's with cool. A... Oh. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. It's awesome. I'm excited. Is the, is the Raspberry Pi built into the keyboard? And it it's is. Like a, it's an all-in-one. It's one computer. The yeah, all-in-one. Oh, epic. Like it's the old really Commodore 64. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll definitely send you a picture. This thing's wild. I love it. I can't wait to build some stuff. And I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to get into back into open source myself. And I think that's part of it, too, is that when people are in communities for such a long time, it's a lot to stay in open source communities. It's hard to keep people engaged and to keep people active. And you really have to nurture those communities. And I'm in the Kubernetes community because it's a bunch of awesome people doing great stuff. But it's so much work behind the scenes, and there's so many people working to keep this machine running, and especially during times like Hacktoberfest. And I think that people really need to say some huge thanks to the maintainers and the approvers and reviewers and everybody that's working behind the scenes to get those PRs merged back into the code base for sure. Yeah, Hacktoberfest is not just about like free labor for software. Like exactly. I've, he- I've heard people kind of critique it or criticize it in that way. Oh, no. Which kind of misses the whole point. Like it is, yeah. It's it's a lot of work as a maintainer. It absolutely is. It's a to huge triage work. and deal with it, and and it's a two way street. It's like contributions in and contributions out. It's in both directions. You know, it's like a it is a virtuous cycle, and the t shirt is just the icing on the cake. Exactly. You get a t shirt, but you also have to be a good citizen of open source, and you have to be committed to building that open community and building that relationship and giving back to that community. Exactly. And that's a good note, I think, for us to end on. Give back to your open source communities. Ask not what your open source community can do for you, but what you can do for your open source community. And with that attitude, we all go up. Exactly. So there you have it, folks. Get amongst it and get involved this October and score yourself some cool Kamunda swag. But more importantly, the gratitude of the community and some solid GitHub karma. Until next time, stay safe out there and keep automating those processes. Roll the credits! Audio engineering provided by Inclusion Audio Production. Check them out at inclusionaudio.com. And the soundtrack is provided by the legendary Japanese progressive house DJ Shingo Nakamura, courtesy of monstercat.com.